So if know. it has two, it's been copied. But if they only find one var- variant, it means it's been imprinted. Okay. My brain is, is definitely melting. There's something coming out of my ears. I think it might be my brain, <laughs> but let's see. Welcome back to the Rain of Theory podcast. I'm Grace. I'm Josh. And together around here, we discover the curious and discover the unknown, I think. That was a good one. We share the unknown with people. We don't discover it. We're we sharing. Sh- yeah, we're not We're not out in, on the front <laughs> lines doing the discovering. We're just sharing the hard work. The hard Could work not be us. People. Could not be us sharing the, no. or doing the hard work. We're no. here to sh- enlighten you, to share. <laughs> yeah, we're just sharing. So how you doing? I'm good. New York is gross today. It's very sure. rainy out. So. Sure. I'm not really loving it, but I go back to Utah, which you know this. I go back to Utah next week, and we're supposed to be like slammed with snow and all this yeah. stuff. So yeah. I'm just leaving the gray, gloomy skies here for snow in Utah. So that's good. Well, it <laughs> is also gray and gloomy outside today. What about you? What's new with you? You know, not too much. Just... Still holding down the fort here in Utah. Um, Nice, nice. The band has a show coming up Friday, which we're recording this on a Tuesday, and we haven't practiced for the show yet, so that's fun. Nice. Uh, Nothing like winging it. (laughs) Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, but no, it's it's going well. It's going well. Cool. Shall we hop into some ratings and reviews today? I think we shall. Also, just like before we get into the, um, the ratings and reviews... I want to say, because I was just reading a thing about podcasts today. Okay. If if you are listening to the podcast on Apple Podcast and you have not subscribed to the podcast, please subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcast. Do it, do it, do <laughs> um, it. <laughs> the, the ratings and reviews really help, but also hitting that subscribe button really helps. Smash um, it demolish it <laughs> oh no we've turned into those those content creators make sure you smash that subscribe button. why don't you smash that subscribe button that's next to the like button and uh oh, yeah man. but it does it really it really helps out the show you're a real science pal if you're subscribed <laughs> to the random theory the random theory on apple pod even if you don't listen on Apple Pod, like if you listen on Spotify, but you want to just hop over, if you're on an iPhone, you want to hop over and just subscribe, but then jump right back on to Spotify, that's fine too. Yeah, it's totally fine. <laughs> we'll take it. Ratings and reviews. You want to go first? I will. So this person, their name is Cat. Cat. And they said, hey guys. Hi, Kat. I would love it if you read my email on the pod. So here you go, Cat. I love the podcast, and I hope you guys can do a podcast about art. It can be the history of art or different kinds of art. If this were on Apple Podcast, it would be a five stars. Oh, thanks, Kat. (laughs) (laughs) I love you guys, and the jokes you make in the middle of the episodes are hilarious. And then they said, here's my fan art. That's so sick. Kat, thank you so much. I love the art. Also, the person (laughs) put with Josh on it. I appreciate that. Thank you for... for put me in there yeah i feel like we need <laughs> to update the the art on our channel yeah you think so i think we do i think it needs to be like updated because it's not just me because i think 
when we first started the podcast, we were like, you know, we'll do this. But I feel like it's not just like about it's not about me. You know, it's about you and I. So I feel like it needs to be updated and changed. That's just me. That's how well, I, I mean, that was very much the the original idea was you and then like I was just kind of there, but I wasn't really going to talk. And then I don't know what ha- that just seemed weird or we just I don't know. We just kind of rolled with it. And I don't know. We just had work. fun doing what we were doing. And now I feel like we need to like change it. We need to yeah. adapt to where we're at now. Sure, sure, sure. I like it this way better than how we were going to do it. <laughs> I do too. I think it's much more entertaining. <laughs> so same, same. That's good. But Kat, thank you so much for that awesome art. And thanks, Kat. I, you know, she just inspired our potential art change. That's true. I think we could do a podcast about art in the future. Um, for sure. She mentioned history of art. I took an art history class in college. It was. I did not. Interesting. It was fun. It, it was a good class. It was pretty dry, very dry. <laughs> I think there's something cool about art, just kind of like how it's evolved and how they're finding new mediums constantly, and how it yeah. became it like evolved from basically like cave paintings. I think there's something there. I think we. Can I think that. there is. All right, mine comes from Feather Heart. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. And Featherheart, this podcast today is actually for you because you gave us a podcast idea. So this is your podcast idea researched and delivered by yours truly, Grace and Josh. They said, joke and podcast idea. What kind of dresses do spiders wear? Well, I don't like the mention of spiders, but we'll go with it. I don't know what. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Webbing dresses webbing dresses clever very clever then featherheart one two three four five seven eight nine said i love this podcast and have a great idea for an episode it would be super interesting if you guys had an episode on how similar family members brains are specifically when people say the same thing at the same time like telepathy thanks and keep making episodes and then they put the little test tube Te- oh it is a test tube very it sounds very interesting two two weeks in a row on some some brain research yeah you guys are real big into the brain yeah brain is into brain we're big brain we're big, we're, we are not big brain absolutely not <laughs> no way we are big brain <laughs> yeah man okay so speaking of brains like with fingerprints no two people have the same brain anatomy i think that is just kind of fascinating to think about i mean yes it is all about the synapses of the brain like how it sends chemicals and how there's like chemical imbalances and chemical balances in the brain and to me it's just so crazy to think about how different every single person's brain is on this planet that's crazy. I don't know. I, it just like blows my mind. It, well, yeah. I mean, it's like if you think of this like ball of mush in someone's head <laughs> yeah. and every single one is somehow uniquely different. So we each have two parents, but their genetic contribution to what makes us us are uneven. New research shows that we are an amalgam of influences from our moms and our dads. Okay. But in the past couple of decades, scientists have learned that... Mendel's understanding was incomplete. Mendel is like considered the godfather of genetics. 
It is true that children inherit 23 chromosomes from their mother and 23 complementary chromosomes from their father. But it turns out that the genes from mom and dad do not always exert the same level of influence on a developing fetus. Sometimes it matters which parent you inherit a gene from. The gene in these cases, called an imprinted gene, because they carry extra molecules like a stamp and add a whole new level of complexity to the Mendelian inheritance. These molecular imprints are called uh, silent genes, essentially. And certain imprinted genes are silenced by the mother, whereas others are silenced by the father. As a result, it's a delicate balance of gene activation that usually produces a healthy baby. So, okay. So it's just saying like- That was the- a lot. <laughs> yeah, that was that was that was some in the weeds gene talk, but it's just saying yeah. like you get twenty three from one, twenty three three from the other, yep. and then some get silenced, and some are expressed, and some are expressed, and out yeah. comes a baby. Now let's talk about when that balance is upset. Okay, because this is when big problems can arise. I promise this is all getting to how similar like you and your siblings' brains are. Um, <laughs> But it just like you have to kind of understand that like everyone's brain is different and that there's things going on here that we can't fully explain. Does that make sense? That is the brain <laughs> talk, right? There's definitely yeah. there's always things going on that we can't really explain. So so when that balance is upset, uh, because most of these stamped genes influence the brain. So like we talked about, the stamped ones are the ones that are influencing the brain. Okay. Major imprinting errors can manifest themselves as rare developmental disorders such as Prader-Willi syndrome, which is characterized by mild mental retardation or hormonal imbalances that can lead to obesity. And recently, scientists have started to suspect that more subtle imprinting errors could lead to common mental illnesses such as autism, schizophrenia, and Alzheimer's disease. A better understanding of how imprinting goes awry could provide doctors with new ways to treat or perhaps even prevent some of these disorders in the future interesting yeah so it's not even the genes that are being expressed it's these silent genes that are making imprints and causing these issues yeah i say this like at least once every five podcasts about This kind of research to me, it's so exciting because like I have seen um, people close ish to me with like Alzheimer's and stuff and schizophrenia, actually. Yeah, it's just it's it's terrible. And it's, you know, generally, especially with like Alzheimer's, you know, it's elderly people. And it's just like, yeah, what a terrible way to to have to live the ending you know a lot of years of life yeah but but like the ending of your life you know like you lived this whole life and you you know wanted then just retire and chill but then you have this unfortunate mental illness and so yeah you know it's yeah it's research like this that makes me hopeful uh, a little shred of hope for 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 the future of like if they could actually get rid of that that would be amazing yeah, and you know, I think it's really interesting to even be researching genes. Like we completed the human genome project like not that long ago. Yeah. We are yeah. still learning about genes and what they do and how the body functions and how DNA is passed on. And so, I think this imprinting thing is fascinating because we've known about imprinting for a long time on an animal level. 
but we've never talked about it on a gene level. We've talked about how a mother duck will imprint on her ducklings, but we don't talk about that as humans. Like the genes are what is imprinting on one another. Like things that are in your genes lineage that are being passed on to you that aren't being expressed. That's a hidden gene that is impacting your life. Speaking of uh, mother ducklings and, and ducklings imprinting, did you read that book as a kid? Quick, quack, quick. No, it was called Are You My Mother? Yes. And it was like the little duckling searching for her mother and like talking to like construction Are equipment and stuff. Yeah. 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 Loved that book. It was a very sad a good book, book, but you know, it's a good book. Yeah. It's a sad book because you go on this whole journey and you're like, someone find this duck's yeah, so mom. Just take <laughs> this duck, please. Someone, please. Oh, man. That's yeah. crazy. So we're going to get into the weeds a little further. Okay. We're going to talk about DNA. So genes are imprinted by the addition of molecules called methyl groups to the gene's DNA. Um, For reasons that are not totally understood, which is a lot of science, this (laughs) methylation prevents the gene's information from being expressed or transcribed into RNA and proteins, which are the building blocks of your body. Uh, It is as if the imprinting quote-unquote stamp blocks the gene code from being read by the cell, which I think is fascinating. That is, yeah, that is very It's like having a washer in between a screw and a hole because it's blocking it and not allowing it to have full contact. Yeah. Which is very interesting. It's interesting. So a woman's eggs um, or a woman's egg carries only the genomic imprints that her mother passes on to her. Her father imprints are wiped away. Likely the gene that a man passes on in his sperm are imprinted in the same way their father's genes were. It's like that thing we talked about where you can have like three generations of you within you as a woman kind of thing. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. Certain genes are passed uh, from woman to woman in a like like yeah. And yeah. and man to man in a family situation. Yep. So normally a mother's copy of a particular gene and a father's copy of the same gene are both going to be expressed. But when the genes differ, so for instance, if your mom has blue eyes and your dad has brown eyes, both genes are translated into proteins and the end result is a combination of each gene's effects. So the brown protein obscures the blue, although in reality, several genes contribute to eye color. So when a mother's gene is imprinted with the methyl group, however, it effectively becomes silenced. And so the mother's gene is then never expressed because only the father's gene product is being made. There is an effect that's half as much of the particular RNA or protein available to the body. Likewise, when a father's copy of a gene is imprinted, the gene is silenced and only the mother's gene is used to make the RNA or protein. Heavy stuff. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, that's interesting. Like, you know, it, uh, it makes sense, like, thinking about it, obviously. If, if one is silenced, then you only have half as much RNA or protein available. Mm-hmm. And you need the full thing. Yeah. You need... You need <laughs> so then, like, you got issues. Yeah. Sorry. this That was, like, very, very dense. But we had to... We're through the thick of it now, I believe. Okay. We've pushed through, like, a, a thick brush. Yeah. And now we're... <laughs> yeah. We're on the other side. Yes, we are here. Okay. 
So this is when it gets a little tricky. So if they're looking at your RNA and they like slice your gene and they see that there are two variants of something, they can see like there has been imprinting. Okay. So if they find only one, then the gene may be imprinted because one of the gene's copies was not expressed. If the researchers have access to the parent's DNA, they can verify which parent's gene was silenced. Because the discovery process is complex and time-consuming, scientists believe they have identified only a small fraction of the genes that are genomically imprinted. That makes sense. I mean, this seems like hard uh, research to do because you need to have... First, you need to have a person that has silenced genes. Yeah. Confirmed silenced genes. But then you also need to have access to their parents... Their DNA. parents' genes and yeah. their parents' genes and yeah. ev- like everyone's genes. Yeah, it seems seems like hard research to do. I think it would be nearly impossible. Yeah. Yeah. Nevertheless, many of the currently known imprinted genes influence the brain, explaining why when imprinting goes wrong, it can cause pronoun effects on neurodevelopment. Yeah. So they did. That's the 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 research is still pretty ongoing and needs work but they do know without a doubt that imprinting has is happening is happening and has an effect on the brain so if it has two it's been copied but if they only find one variant it means it's been imprinted okay my brain one it means it copied the other guy my brain is is definitely melting but it's okay (laughs) It's okay. <laughs> it's really bad. <laughs> There's something coming out of my ears. I think it might be my brain, <laughs> but we'll see. So it seems that maternal genes play a more important role in the formation of some brain areas, such as those for language and complex thought. And parental genes have more influence on the regions involving growth, eating, and mating. Okay. Which makes sense if you think about it, because think about, they always say you end up with someone that looks like your parents in a way they're like you like find someone that looks like your people right and that mating portion comes from your dad's side so that's what that was saying like yes maternal genes or genes from your mother affect the brain and language and complex thought Mm -hmm. and then yeah stuff from the other side of the equation or more of your like primate thoughts it looks like yeah the growing the eating the mating the making fire out of a stick (laughs) literally (laughs) so imprinting is epigenetic meaning beyond genetics okay it's a molecular change that can happen within a cell that affects the degree to which genes are activated So without changing the underlying genetic code, the type of imprinting that happens in eggs and sperm cells is known as genomic imprinting, a reference to the fundamental heritable nature. Um, Other types of imprinting can happen as a result of environmental influences such as parental nurturing or abuse. Kind of like we talked about earlier where it's like, are you my mother? Um, With the ducklings. (laughs) Sad duck. What is irrefutable though? is that genomic imprinting has overturned some of the most basic tenets of biology. A century's worth of research in genetics, developmental biology, and neuroscience was based on the inheritance concept that are simply not true, which means 
we know this is the kicker isn't this like what we say around here we know far less about the brain than we thought we did there it is <laughs> yeah we know absolutely nothing about the brain like the more and more we do this podcast the more i realize we don't know anything we don't, we don't know, know why we think we don't know why we talk we don't no. know why we do anything well it seems like we thought we did and then they were like oh shoot uh never mind throw that book out we're gonna have to write a new one i still like i say this every time so people were probably sick of hearing it but it just blows my mind that it's still just the brain figuring itself out it is brain trying to figure out brain and we can't (laughs) seem to do it it's brain trying to figure out brain and the body trying to figure out how it bodies (laughs) Yeah, yeah that's what genes are like your genes are what make you you and like they're the express genes that make you you and i just think it's so funny that your your body doesn't even know how it bodies <laughs> yeah okay so there is some good news about the research here okay some research on imprinting supports this theory mothers often silence growth related genes which in effect halves the concentration of the resulting growth promotion proteins and studies suggest that genes provided by the father play a larger role in the development of brain regions involving feeding and suckling than do genes provided by the mother like we talked about before right those primal genes so the researchers all agree but there's circumstantial evidence but there's only circumstantial so evidence. So it's still it's still not a confirmed thing. It's just like a, a widely agreed upon theory. You know, as far as like family brains being similar, right? Which was kind of the the kind topic. Of the question. I mean, it, yeah, it's you know, obviously family brains are similar in a way because those certain genes like we said are literally being passed from parent to child um on either side from mom or dad different you know different genes are being passed Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so they're definitely going to be similar and hopefully none of those genes get silenced (laughs) and imprinted but it's very interesting it's very very interesting that is very interesting it's a dense that was a dense walk it was a dense walk but genetics are dense um but that's why my sister is going to grad school for genetics and i am sitting here talking to you about what yeah. I think I know about genetics. <laughs> yeah. Those are basically the same thing, I think. Uh, yeah. Kind Podcaster of. versus uh, a grad school graduate. I, I think that's. Yeah. Kind yeah. of the same thing. Okay. So to answer Featherheart, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. What about siblings and twins having the same thoughts? We got to yeah. talk about this. Got it. Yeah. You can't talk about sharing brains. And, and not, not talk about this. Not talk about this. Have you experienced that with your brother? Uh, no, I have not, you know, with my brother, he is quite a bit older than me. Um, okay. I think six or seven years older. So, okay. and you know, growing up when I was, obviously when I was a lot younger, he was around, but then, you know, I mean, he graduated high school and moved and, you know, went to college right. and stuff. Right. So, you know, it was, it, it, he was not really around. So we weren't like super close. Uh-huh. Um, so I do wonder if that plays an effect there. It absolutely plays an effect there. Oh. Absolutely. So my sister and I are um, two and a half years apart. Okay. And this happens to us all the time. Okay. To the point that like we'll call our mom at the same time. 
Really? Well, yeah. Like my mom will be on the phone with me and like a couple minutes later, my sister will call. <laughs> so it's one of those things that, um, which we're going to get into, but it's not necessarily telepathy. That's not backed by science. Right. But um, there is something said to be about like sharing experiences. Okay. So for example, think about like you and Addie or like Michael and I. Yeah. You spend hours or your significant, those are our significant others. Sorry. I should have oh, yeah. kind Genuine, of verif- yeah. told you guys that. Um, <laughs> like if you spend a lot of time with someone, you begin to know their thought pattern. You begin to understand what that person is thinking. You begin to understand like these thought patterns. You can kind yeah. of look at someone and be like, I know what you're going to say before you say it. Just because you know them. Yeah, that's very true. You, I mean, you're spending so much time together that you're literally like every reaction that they have to a thing, you're observing that reaction and taking it in. Exactly. So then the next time when that thing happens again, you know roughly how they're probably going to react. Exactly. Um, you know, don't don't assume with your partner because that can that could get you don't do that some dangerous territory but uh (laughs) but yeah definitely like spending time spending close time with anyone you you pick up kind of how they're thinking and what they think and stuff like that exactly so according to live science about one in five sets of identical twins share a quote-unquote this is also by live science this is not really science okay they share a quote-unquote special psychic connection that's just what they're calling it yes right yeah so uh there's this girl her name is courtney i can't even believe i'm about to read this this website she gave an interview to was called scary mommy okay scary mommy so like a twin courtney who told scary mommy i feel pain in my belly button when my twin feels stressed or sick i will say we had two twins at my high school they were identical twins. They weren't fraternal, so it wasn't like two separate eggs, yeah. two sets of sperm. I think that there is a special connection when there are identical twins. I'm sorry, which is when the egg splits after it's been fertilized. Isn't that what happens? I think so. I was just going to say, yeah. have we, do- we haven't done a podcast on twins yet, have we? No, but we definitely should. I think somebody asked for that. So we probably Did should they? do that. I think there maybe is an email on that. Mm. So we'll have well, to see. I would be thrilled to. So twins, I think that there's something to be said about identical twins and them having a connection. I think that, yes, I am here for. I get that. I think that there is a special connection because, I mean, when you are literally identical twins and share the exact same DNA, like I think there has to be something special there. So to me... I don't have any experience with twins. Like I don't, I try, I was trying to think while you were saying that, like I, I don't even know if I've ever met somebody that's a twin. Oh really? Yeah. I really, I honestly can't think of anyone in my life that is, a, you know, was a twin, is a twin, whatever, yeah, you know? Yeah. I think for me, the way I like would interpret that is I, I do agree. Like for those kind of twins, so identical to me, Like, I think I I agree that, you know, obviously they share the same genes. Um, I don't necessarily, like, I don't know about, like, feeling transferring. But, like, I I do think it's more of, like, the reaction to a situation where it's, like, you know, we're talking about even with, like, our partners, but, like, 
you know, if one twin feels sick because of whatever, well, the other How one. How is it the, affecting you? The well, right, and the other one, but the other person has those same exact exact genes. So either obviously, if they like, say they ate something. You know, obviously, if they eat the same thing, then they're probably physically going to feel sick as well, maybe. Yeah. Um, But I also could see it just being like almost like a subconscious thing of like, well, I, I know that would make me sick. So I also feel a little sick. Right. Like it's a mental game. Yeah. Like a mental game, because obviously their brains are very similar. Like they're formed in the same way. They have the same genes. Right. So. Yep. So to me, it's it's more. Yeah. It's like. Oh, hyperchondriac hyper yeah i wonder if it's a little like in that same vein of like yeah, yeah one twin like feels in your sick. head yeah well yeah one fi- twin feels sick and so then the brain of the other one is like oh well that thing too I don't yeah know. i mean that makes sense to me personally yeah. I don't like know. that makes sense i don't want to discount any twins out there but no but but still um so back to the question what about people that aren't twins okay what about like you and your sibling when you think the same thing or like someone says something and you guys have the same thoughts about something sure well some may explain that this is simply a coincidence or say it's happening because you share the same genes and environment what about those siblings who live apart and have for some time okay so like my sister and i we haven't lived together for years right right but like we still have the same tendencies and we still do the same things. Does that come down to us being connected somehow? Personally, I don't think so. Science would tell me that's pretty much impossible to like for that to be a thing. Right. Because the true definition of telepathy is when two people are able to send and receive thoughts with their mind. While it's been said that it's almost impossible to scientifically prove when someone has this, there have been some advances in proving it to be true, apparently. And I want to be very clear, like getting this information, like this information I'm reading right now is not on a scientific website. Right. This information I am reading about is strictly from like science adjacent things. Right. This is this is from a site that is uh, interested in telepathy. So, of course, they're going to mention right. that there's been some advancements proving it to be true. Telepathy. I don't buy into that. It's just no. scientifically doesn't, you know, you know, as far as like the example of, you know, siblings who live apart like you and your sister to me, I think that still just comes down to the way you were raised and like, you know, your upbringing forms yep. you into a type of person and then that just carries on. Like even if you haven't lived together for, because that's the thing, like even my brother and I, you know, we're however many six years apart and we certainly right. haven't lived together. I mean, we briefly lived together after, but, you know, years, but there's still mm-hmm. absolutely stuff that we think the same way on just because of our Absolutely. upbringing that's what they like in the article they're like what about those people that live far apart from one another and i agree um to close out this conversation since we are both on the same side of it type of psychological quote-unquote connection isn't necessarily mysterious kind of like i talked about in the beginning here of this like section any yeah. two people who know each other very well and who have shared many common experiences and like you've said josh too including 
non-twin siblings, old married couples, and even best friends may complete each other's sentences and laugh inside jokes that leave others baffled. Like, I have friends that I have the same thoughts as and we'll literally, like, look at each other. Like, we can give each other a look and know exactly what the other person is thinking. Totally, yeah. Like, it's not some mysterious thing. You're not if you connected know someone in well enough, yeah, you're. I mean, you are connected in your brain if you think about it, because you're connected to that person. But you're you're emotionally connected to that person. You're not psychologically yeah. connected to that person. Yeah, it's not like an actual link. You're you just yeah. you just both share similar thought processes. That yeah, you have an emotional investment in each other that allows you to understand how the other person thinks. Right, telepathy is to me not a scientifically accurate thing but but sharing sharing having a shared experience and shared emotions is so yes i think that is that is all that that is man that was a heavy gene topic (laughs) yeah talked about some express genes some non-express genes some chromosomes rna dna all the good things the funny thing is is like that was so thick and just you know heavy but <laughs> for nothing I, for wow for like i also feel like we barely scraped the surface and could have gone like there's so much more to talk well, about that was yeah that's why this was such a difficult one for me to kind of put together is i was reading this research and i was like i don't even know how to simplify this like yeah. there's no I, I try really hard to find information that allows me to like s- like very easily communicate things but there's no easy way to communicate genetics and it is very complicated. Yeah. Very and like you said, that line about like the, they basically just had to start over and realize we did. We know far less about the brain than we thought we did. They think they know. And then they're like, oh, wait, hang on. Never mind. Yeah. Well, guys, if you have any podcast suggestions or you're curious about a topic that you want researched by Grace and Josh, uh, let us know in a podcast rating and review or send us an email to Josh. Josh checks all of our emails. Randomtheorypod at gmail.com. Randomtheorypod at gmail.com. Yeah. There it is. We have been getting a lot of emails, so thank you guys so much for the emails. I'm glad they like the email. I know that's nice, right? I thought I, you know, you never know. I didn't know if no, people you, would take to an know. email, but um, they really have, and so I appreciate yeah. it. Don't be concerned if your email hasn't been read yet. There's we we have a lot of them now, so it'll take some time to get through all of them. And a lot of them, yeah, like we're putting them on the schedule to read over time as like a pod yeah. idea. All right, that's it on genes and if you have a very similar brain to your family. It's just a shared experience. Just like we shared this experience with you just now. <laughs> oh, are we gonna, we're going to start completing each other's sentences and whatnot. All right, science pals, we'll see you next week. Bye, everyone. Bye.